0: Well, we're in Romans chapter five tonight, um, tonight, and Lord willing, once again next Sunday night, and we should be done with chapter five. Uh, I chose to break this down. I just there's a lot here, okay, and um, we're going to cover just a certain amount. May cover a little more than what's on your handout, kind of depending on the time, um, but it'll be on the next handout. What, uh, what I, um, I, when I hand you the next handout. But probably we're, do, we're just going to do the amount that's on the handout. Romans chapter number five. And as always, my uh, notes, if you, those of you that have online access, if you go to our sermon audio site, there's always a PDF copy of my full sermon notes on there. Gives you more than what's just on the handout there. And um, you can do some pretty in-depth study there, as I, I have laid it out for you. Let's think about this tonight. How is it possible for God to save sinners in the person of Jesus Christ? We know that Scripture shows that Christ took our punishment, took our death on the cross. But how was such a substitution even possible? In the passage that we're dealing with this evening, we see the two major focal points of all of human history, and it deals with Adam and Christ. And these two are shown to be the chief representatives or figureheads of the human race. And here in these verses, it tells us uh, how both how both sin and death entered the world, and how Jesus Christ counteracted. He counteracted sin. And he counteracted death by bringing righteousness and life. And one of the great things that we're going to get to eventually here is we're going to be taking a look at what Christ did is so much more. It's much more. In fact, there's uh, much more. It's mentioned five times from verse ten. Well, from verse nine. Excuse me. From verse nine throughout the end of the uh, the chapter there. You ought to go through and circle the much mores and go back and just take a look at them. In fact, we'll begin tonight, uh, we'll we'll read, uh, begin with the much more in verse number 9. And and, uh, just so you can see there, verse number 9, much more then being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. That's where we left off last week. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, And here's the much more, much more, the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded, like that word, amen, hath abounded in the many, and not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came uh, upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life." For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more. <laughs> no, that's the last much more there. Much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. I've got a, a little saying right in, in the front of my desk when folks come and I sit in the, in the chairs in the front. It His grace is greater than your sin. I mean, he's, His grace is greater than our sin. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. Whatever, whatever sin that we've committed, God's grace is much greater than that. Now, uh, here in these verses... Uh, it tells how both sin and death entered the world and how Jesus Christ counteracted sin and death by bringing righteousness in life. And we're going to see three things over the next, uh, uh, to, th- to this week and Lord willing, next Sunday. Uh, first, tonight we're going to see, we'll see the entrance of sin and death through Adam in verses 12 through 14. Next, we will see the counteraction of, or the reversal of sin and death by Christ in verses 15 through 18. Now, we're only going to touch that. It's got 4 subpoints to it, and we're only going to deal with one sub-point uh, tonight, but that's because I don't want to rush through it, okay? I really want us to grab a hold of what, what it's saying there. And then we will see the conclusion drawn in verses 19 through 21. So let's begin. The the entrance of sin and death into the world through Adam is found in verses 12 through 14. Now, the the fact is very simply stated. Both sin and death entered the world through one man, and that is Adam. The very first part of uh, verse number 12, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. So up until that point, there was no sin. And there was no death. Now, your folks that believe there's a gap in between the first two verses of the Bible and that there were dinosaurs all died off and something that happened there, you got death in the world before man. Bible says it was by one man. Sin entered the world and death by sin. Death is the consequence of sin. Now, Genesis uh, 2.17, we know that God said to Adam, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, in other words, the day he, disobeyed, he said, thou shalt surely die. And uh, only think about it, just one concise command to keep. Just one. And he did. We know that from Genesis 3.6, that Eve gave it to him of the fruit, and he ate. He willingly ate. She was deceived, but he wasn't deceived. He willingly took. Adam sinned and corrupted himself, and therefore he died just like God told him to. He said, well, you know, he died later. Well, he died immediately, and he died later. He died immediately, spiritually speaking. He was spiritually dead from that point forward. And then Genesis chapter number 5, we know that uh, it's it's, I call it the death chapter, Genesis 5. And he died, and he died, and he died. And the very first one that you will see there uh, that it talks about uh, is Adam, uh, and he died. And and it it just proves the point that uh, um, what God said would happen, did happen. Dying, he died. Uh, He began to die that very day physically. Um, You know, we're all kind of uh, in that mode, too. That's the reason why we have to uh, take a shower, because we're continually dying. If you don't, if you don't wash off the death, <laughs> you'll you'll uh, you'll start smelling like it. Amen. <laughs> and um, but uh, we 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 know that uh, we have a problem, don't we? We have a pro that problem of of d- death, there, uh, of sin. Adam's nature of, of sin and death was and still is passed on to all men. And that's there in verse 12 also. It, so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Now think about it. Adam's corrupted nature was passed on to his children and on down through history to, to all men. And that's how we got it. You can trace uh, your lineage all the way back to, to Adam. Adam. All of us can. Uh, in fact, scientists uh, that don't even believe the Bible will tell you that all, we all came from one man and one woman. And say, so, well, we can do you one better. I can tell you that names. Adam and Eve, right? And that's, that was the names. And um, it's a well-known fact that the child inherits the nature of his parents. And therefore, if the parent's nature is bent towards sin, and it is, and it's corruptible, and it is, so will the child's nature be. Scripture clearly points to this in Romans five twelve. Death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Now understand that every man dies because of, his, because of his own sins, not because of his father's sins. Every man is a personally responsible for sin. And I give you a number of verses. I'm just going to read them off, okay? I gave you all those references. One reason I gave you a handout. So you'd have it to be able to look at, look them up later. Romans 3.23, we're familiar with that one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Galatians 3.22, but the scripture hath concluded all under sin. 1 John 1.8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. 1 Kings 8.46, there is no man that sinneth not. Psalm 14.3, they are all gone aside. They are together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Psalm 53, verse 3. Every one of them has gone back. They are all together become uh, filthy. And there is no, none that doeth good, no, not one. Isaiah 53, 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all, talking about laying it upon his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 64, 6, but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags and we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. We know that by experience, don't we? We, we, we know we're sinners. The proof that we inherit Adam's sin nature um. Is that uh, sin and uh, sin and death existed even before the law um, the law of God charges men with sin, but uh, the law uh, was not even in effect when uh, when Adam was around the law shows men that they're sinful and condemned to die you know there, there's a lot of folks that'll take a look and say, well you know i I keep the Ten Commandments no you don't Nobody does. We, none of us do. We, we, we just keep it just to the ten, and that's just uh, that's just a few of God's laws. I, just, I call it the top ten, God's top ten, and none of us can keep it. We, we, we just cannot. And uh, but, but Jesus did. He, he kept it, and that's because he was the God Man. And the law shows men that they're sinful and condemned to die. It brings to light their nature. We know that we're sinful because we are lawbreakers. We know that. But something calls men to sin and die before the law was ever given to Moses in written form. Yeah. The law came by Moses. Um, there, God gave Moses the law. Mount Sinai in Exodus chapter number 20. The people that before Moses were not charged with sin by the law, for they did not have the law in a permanent and written form. What was it then that was causing the people between Adam and Moses to sin and die? Look at verse 13. It says, For into the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, verse 14, death reigned from Adam to Moses even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Um, um, What was it that was causing people to die between Adam and and Moses, to sin and die? It was nature. The the sinful, corruptible nature of man, the the nature that every child inherited from his father. Um, The process began with Adam. Adam was the first man created by God, and only man created by God. And he, he was the first to sin and become corruptible and bear the punishment of death. The punishment of death. Now, the importance of Adam is critical. Critical here. There in, in verse number 14 it says there he was the figure. Figure is a type. It's a picture. He was a figure of him that was to come, and that is of Christ. Again, Adam and Christ are pictured as the two pivotal men of human history, as the two figureheads, two representatives, if you will, of the human race. Adam stands at the head of the human race as the first to bring sin and death to man. Okay? It began at the beginning, so that means it fell on us all, right? Uh, if sin had come later, you know, things would really have got a little more complicated, wouldn't they? But the first man uh, uh, didn't pass the test. Isaiah forty-three twenty-seven says, Thy first father has sinned. <laughs> Adam was our first father. And, he, and he, he sinned. But th- think about this. Christ stands at the head of the human race as the first to live a sinless and perfect life. He's the first and only. <laughs> and secured a perfect righteousness for man as the first to conquer death also by literally arising from the dead. You know, he, he conquered sin, he conquered death. Just what we needed. What man needs and has always needed since Adam is a quickening spirit. Now I want you to take your Bible and, and hold your place there in Romans. We'll be back, but look at First Corinthians chapter number fifteen with me. First Corinthians chapter number fifteen. The Apostle Paul speaks here in the resurrection chapter. That's what I call 1 Corinthians 15. It uh, speaks about the resurrection and Paul ta- speaks of the importance of the resurrection and how that uh, apart from the resurrection, we don't, th- we don't have any hope, but uh, we have a sure hope with the resurrection of Christ. And in 1 Corinthians 15, and uh, verse number 21 and 22 here, look what it says. So for by... By man came death, um, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For since by man came death, that's Adam. By man came also the resurrection of the dead, that's Christ. And he explains that in in verse 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all die be made alive. It is a fact that we are all in, We, when we came into this world, we were in Adam. We were in Adam. And we were not in Christ until we got saved, until we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ by, by grace through faith and received that justification. Now look at verse 45. Verse 45 says, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. Remember that? Genesis 2, 7, where uh, the Lord breathed in a man's nostrils and a man became a living soul. The last Adam, that's a refer- reference to Christ. Yeah. Adam was the first man. The last Adam uh, is Christ, was made a quickening spirit. Um, howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural. that's talking about Adam. And afterward, that which is spiritual, as Christ. The first man is of the earth earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As, the earthy, uh, as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. As we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. And how do we bear the image of the earthly? We were in Adam. We got the nature. How do we bear the image of the, the heavenly? We receive Christ's nature. when it, We get the, uh, the divine nature whenever uh, we are born again by God's Spirit. And what a blessing that is. Amen. What man needs and is always needed is uh, a quickening spirit a spirit that has the power to infuse life and his, his soul life that is both abundant and eternal. And we find all of that in Christ. Now note, note the difference between Adam and Christ there. Paul told the Corinthian church here that the first Adam was made a living soul and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. There's, there's comparison contrast there. And we know that to be the case. In Ephesians 2, 1, he told the Ephesian church, said, And you, you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now, back to uh, chapter number 5 of Romans, and uh, let's take a look at verse 18 and 19 for a minute. Verse 18 and 19 says, Therefore, as by the offense of one, that's Adam, and he, he sinned there in the garden, Judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Why did it come upon all? Because we all were in Adam. We all came from Adam. We got that nature from him. Even so, by the righteousness of one. You know, if you, if you underline, I told you much more. There's five times that's, that's mentioned here. The, the number one is mentioned 11 times. You ought to go through and underline all the ones. Okay. Um, even so by the righteousness of one, that's Christ, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. All that are in Christ. Okay, When it says upon all men, it comes, comes upon all. It's, it's available to anybody. It's available. Note that sin is the cause of death and that Adam was the cause of sin entering in. Uh, we, you could say he's the author of apostasy. He's the first one to pull back from God. Okay? Adam was. Adam was the cause of sin in the very same way in which Christ is the cause of righteousness. Look, look there at uh, uh, there in verse 13. Since Adam, uh, sin has been universal. Very, it, says, it says right there, for until the law, sin was in the world. It, it was there. We know that. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned. And not only sin is universal, but death. Nevertheless, death was still the judgment and experience of man. And why is that? Why, why did man die if he uh, was not ch- charged with personal sin? Because Adam was the figurehead and the representative man for all who would be born With his nature. Okay. So what does that mean? It means Adam sinned. He took on a corruptible nature. He he did that willingly. Therefore he died. So death passed to all men because all inherited the corruptible nature of Adam. Um, Some argue that this is unjust to be condemned to die because the father of the human race, Adam, sinned. However, the fact remains that all still choose to sin. Amen? Every one of us chose to sin. From Adam all, all the way to the present. There's nobody can say other than Christ. And the reason Christ, Christ was not in Adam. He's never in Adam. Okay? Uh, Heavenly Father, didn't have an earthly father. We get get the the nature from the father. And so um, we we know that uh, uh, we choose to sin because we were born with Adam's nature. Now, let's take a look at the counteraction, the the reversal of sin and death by Christ. Um, Jesus Christ has counteracted and reversed what Adam did. Praise God, hallelujah. Aren't you glad? I am. (laughs) Where we're at here is shouting ground. I mean, it just really is. When you think about the much more of what Christ did for us. Jesus Christ has counteracted and reversed what Adam did. He's made it possible for man to have righteousness. We who had no righteousness, he made it possible... For us to have righteousness, it's imputed to us, uh, and he, he has also made it possible for us to conquer death. Yeah, uh, the Lord Terry's is coming. This old body is going to be laid in the grave one day, but I'm going to be very much alive in the presence of God, and this this body is going to be called out of the grave, and it's going to be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. Trumpets shall sound and the dead is going to be raised incorruptible. And uh, those of us who have uh, relatives that are dead in Christ. uh, I have a mom been there five years. have a dad 25 years. Got a brother been there a year and a half now. Uh, Other loved ones that were in Christ. Hey, look they they're, they're going to they they are with the lord now To be absent from the body is present with the lord that's what paul uh, tells us from, in scripture as well but that body's going to come up one day and it's going to be changed into a body just like jesus christ's body that that is a, it's an amazing thing i mean the, the human body is a, is an amazing thing to begin with i mean when you when you think about what it took what to put something like this together? How people can think that this just happened? Yeah, that old, uh, given enough time, anything can happen. No, no. <laughs> now I got a watch here, and you can you, you can take billions and billions of years, and that watch is not going to form on its own. It's just not going to. It had a a watchmaker. We are much more complicated than this watch there's a creator he created us and uh, he is he is going to uh, he's going to call those those bodies out of the grave one day and make it into, into bodies just like the Lord Jesus Christ think, of, think about how glorious that's going to be uh, most of us in here have some physical issues I would dare say all of us do we got some issues You know, there are not going to be any issues when we come out of the grave. (laughs) When he to calls us out of the grave, we're not going to have any issues with the body anymore. It's going to be just like Christ. Jesus has counteracted and reverse what Adam did, and he has made it possible for us to, to have righteousness, and we have that now. I I possess righteousness. It's not my righteousness that gets me to heaven. It's Christ's righteousness that's been applied to my account. That's that justification that, that is, take take place. I, I have been declared righteous because of what Christ did by, by faith in him. He's conquered death. And note the descriptive contrast between what Adam did and what God did through Christ. Adam's sin brought death. God's gift brought righteousness. Look at verse... Uh, 17 There, uh, said, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, and it did, much more they which receive abundance of grace. See, so we didn't just receive grace, we received an abundance of grace <laughs> and of the gift of righteousness. This is that gift the gift of righteousness. Uh, we think of, that, of you know our uh, salvation as a gift. Uh, for our, we we know that uh, um, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of righteousness shall be shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So the the gift is righteousness. God's gift of righteousness differs entirely from the sin of Adam. Adam sinned and and brought sin and death to, it says, many. To, uh, it, talking when all is many, isn't it? <laughs> he brought it to all. Uh, and it means that the many. The many. Uh, we, we all received that to the whole human race. Adam's sin brought sin and death to the whole human race, but Adam was only one man. And listen, God is far greater than one mere man, even if that man has influenced the whole human race. God's God's greater than him. God was able to do much more good than Adam was able to do bad. In fact, God has done much more. He has counteracted and reversed the bad that Adam did. Let me just share with you a couple of things uh, in, in closing here. First of all, God has showered the grace of God, His glorious favor and care and love upon man. Think about the grace of God. Grace is unmerited favor. God has showered uh, the grace of his grace, his glorious favor and care upon man. Look at Ephesians chapter number two, Ephesians chapter number two. You can let go of Romans. We won't be back there tonight. We will come back next week, Lord willing. But Ephesians chapter number 2. And look at uh, verse number 4. Verse number 4 through 9 here. So, But God, who is rich in mercy. I like that. For his great love wherewith he loved us. I like that. Amen. There's just so much that comes from God rich in mercy, great in his love, even when we were dead in sins. That's being in Adam right there. When we were dead in sins, hath quickened, that's what we needed, quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Let me just pause right there before we read on. Uh, we're in Christ Jesus. How can we be seated in heavenly places? Because He's in heavenly places and we are in Him. Yeah? It's just as good as being there. man. We, and we are going to be there one day because He's there. At, but we are in Christ and we, we sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. I believe we're going to learn so much more than what we can find out right here. I and mean, that's what that's saying. In the ages to come, he's going to show us the exceeding riches of his grace. And we're going to say, praise God, hallelujah. What a, what a mighty God we serve. <laughs> and the verse number 8, for by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. There it is again. That gift of righteousness. That gift of eternal life. That gift that God gives to through, through Christ. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So, so God has showered us with that. And uh, we're going to see another passage. Let's uh, l- go ahead and turn to Titus chapter number 3. Titus chapter number 3. Because God has made the gift of God... In other words, righteousness—that's the—that's the gift. Righteousness available to men. Um, let's let's begin with uh, well. Let's, let's begin with verse number seven first, And we, we're going to come back and read to, uh, some verses before that. But uh, Titus 3 verse number 7 that that being justified by His grace we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Think about that. Justified by His grace we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We're heirs of God. Heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ the way Paul told um, the, uh, the the church there, Galatians and the church at Romans, both uh, we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Um, God's not only showered us with grace, but God has made the gift of God that righteousness available to man. Second Corinthians five twenty one for He hath made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Now, we're coming back here to Titus 3 in just a minute. But God's grace and gift have abounded and overflowed to many. But, but I want you to note, it all comes through one man, Jesus Christ, God's own Son. Look at uh, verse number 4, Titus 3, verse 4. Well, let's back up to verse 3, because we, we know, this is where we were. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, We were, weren't we? Disobedient? Oh, yeah. Deceived? Yep. Serving diverse lusts and pleasures? Very much so. Living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another? (laughs) Remember what it was like before you got saved? Hmm. But, I like that. But after the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, But according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Jesus is the source of that. That being justified by his grace we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Well that brings us to the end of what I wanted to cover tonight. We're going to come back, and we're, uh, that was just uh, the one sub-point under that, that, and we'll come back and take a look at the, the other three points uh, under that, and then we'll come back and take a look at, at the conclusion that Paul draws there. But tonight, I, I just want us to grab a hold of what Christ has done for us. Amen? And it should make us so thankful, so grateful, and it should also cause us to want to live more for Christ. Amen? I don't know how the Lord might have spoken to you tonight. Uh, we are going to play hymn of invitation. and um, as, it, as I pray or as invitation hymn plays, you do business with God tonight. And if, let's, uh, uh, let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much uh, for um, what you have done for us through Jesus Christ. Thank you for sending your only begotten Son into the world. Thank you for the much more that you did for us. Thank you for the abounding that you have brought into our life. Thank you for that abundance that we enjoy in Christ. All that that, uh, the negative that Adam brought our way, you have done much more to counteract that. To counteract the sin, to counteract the death. Lord, we we know we have a sure hope, a sure hope of that resurrection life with Christ because we are in Christ. And what a blessed position we find ourselves in with that. Lord, help help us to not only rejoice in that in our hearts, but Lord, uh, may it show through our lives to those that uh, we come in contact with. Lord, uh, out of the out of the thankfulness for what you've done, Lord, we are sharing that what you could do in their life, because this is available. This this righteousness that you purchased on our behalf, and this uh, uh, resurrection life that is ours, uh, it's for anyone that believes uh, on the gospel. How that you died for our sins, according to Scripture. You were buried. And you rose again the third day, according to Scripture. You did that for us, and you did that for for anyone who will believe and place their faith and trust in you. Help us to be what we need to be, in these last days, Lord. As we look forward to the time, Lord, when um, they seated in heavenly places is going to be. Uh, um frui- come to fruition, we will actually see it and we are there just as good as there because Christ is there, we are in him. Thank you for that that truth and Lord just uh, work in hearts the way that only you can do we pray in Jesus name. amen.